From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Joey Lovato. Hey, I think we nailed that intro. Really? I was going to say you're a little low energy. <laughs> what do you mean I'm low energy? I'm caffeinated up, man. All I'm right. ready to go. And then let's get going. All Comic right. books. Comics. Comics. This week we're talking about comics, and that is a real high energy topic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, off the bat, I know I just said comic books, but I'm going to take that back. Comics, because uh, like I would say half of the ones that I'm going to talk about today, or at least potentially bring up, are web comics. All right. Which I think are just as valid, if not better, than some published comics. Well, of course. I mean, yes, that's a blanket. That's a good statement. It's a blanket statement. There's a lot of comics out there. Yeah, there's a lot of bad stuff on the internet too. But there's a lot of good <laughs> stuff. Too. Um, all right. So we ended last week's episode by recommending some comics to go read. Yep. Um, so Joey had. I, I recommended for Joey that he read. Finally, uh, I know Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah. So Knight. and you recommended for me Day Tripper. Day Tripper by, by uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba. Yeah, they're um they're from Brazil. They are. And they're they I I don't know if this was originally written in um Portuguese or not. I'm sure that it was. Um they have written another or I think it was just Gabriel Ba or Fa- one of them also wrote this other comic that I really like called The Umbrella Academy. Yeah, I've heard actually I think they're turning that into a TV show. Yeah, it's it's um I it's, so it's funny. I don't actually like really enjoy reading about um things from children's perspectives because I find that there's way too many books that are written from the perspective of kids okay. or teenagers. I don't like that. I, I want to read from the perspective of an adult. I don't know why. Um, but that is one that I think the perspective of the children is really cool. Okay. Um, I won't really say more about it. I've only read the first uh, volume of three volumes. Okay. So I haven't finished it. But, Sounds um, good. It's good, yeah. So did you like The Dark Knight Returns? I did. I didn't finish it. Okay. But I got pretty darn far. It's okay. We also have to acknowledge that you know both of us are currently working. We have other stuff to do. So like, getting through the recommendations every week is a uh, a request, yeah, not necessarily a requirement. Oh, I I usually make it a requirement, but it's always I usually it's like Thursday night. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how many jobs do you do you know that I have been? Uh, well, I, I know numbers of podcasts that you've done, yeah. but I don't know. I'm guessing you've got like three. I have three. Job. I have three jobs. Three jobs. Plus yeah. this podcast, plus another podcast that I do for fun, plus four classes. Hey, we'll just have to talk about the life of college students one time, you know, <laughs> um, all this stuff you guys got to deal but, with. But uh, let's talk about The Dark Knight Returns. All right, let's do it. So what, uh, tell me about, you. let's give a general overview. You at least got general overview yeah, of what yeah. it's about, right? Yeah. Um, so Batman, he's old and he's back. That's right. <laughs> Why? That's, and so why? Because no one, at least to the best of my knowledge, no one had done that story of Batman before. It's but, cool. But remember, Batman is mortal. Yeah. And therefore he ages. So why hasn't he aged <laughs> in all the years that people have been writing him? Well, yeah, but so in this he does. He's older. Uh, yeah. I think like one of the best parts of this was like he fights this like, I mean, I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but I think it's a good kind of example of what of the tone of the comic is he fights this like the leader of this gang called the mutants and like the first time he fights this guy he gets the crap kicked out of him yeah like he's old and like has a lot of trouble fighting him right it's like cool yeah and it's 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 really good uh because batman's wrestling with his own mortality his aging his body is not what it used to be yeah and so you know he loses a fight Imagine that, <laughs> a superhero losing a fight, and not just temporarily to, to come back and redeem himself in the end. He actually loses a fight. Yeah, and so, needs help. Yeah, and he he gets help from his like the new Robin, this this yeah, girl. Yeah. Um, and like he's also grappling with in the beginning of this, he's grappling kind of with the death of the previous Robin named. Um, oh shoot, I'm not gonna remember it. People are gonna get upset. Yeah, I forget too. <laughs> I, I mean, it's uh, been a while since I've read it. Yeah, as well. But, but um, so the old Robin has died. He ha- he was killed by the Joker. Which is, that happens oh, yes. in, right. in The Killing Joke, I believe. Which, I don't know if The Killing Joke was written before this or not. I don't oh. I don't think it was. I don't think so. Um, I want to talk about the art style a little bit. Okay, um, let's talk I about it. I actually didn't particularly like it. It's different. It is different. It it It's a little, it's, it's gritty, which is like Batman. And that's yeah. why I didn't have a problem with the art style. It wasn't my cup of tea, but I totally know why they went with it. It it, it fits the tone of the book. It's gritty. It's it's not polished. It's It's got like lots of... Yeah. scribbles and stuff on it not not polished not necessarily you know not all the lines are complete yes um, it's a little bit in that sense when you look at it i guess you could say it's a little bit more abstract but it's not i don't want to make it sound like it's a you know picasso painting or something like it's yeah uh, it, but it definitely good, a little though. bit less defined yeah but it does add to the kind of grit and thing just it does give a little bit more atmosphere i mean as as um you know as what am i what am i trying to say right now as you know 
art will do or, yeah. you know, it should do. It, it definitely set the tone appropriately. And I think that that is important in comic books. If you have mm-hmm. like, if that was like a really poppy cartoony art style, like uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that wasn't an art style back then anyway, but if it was, it would just feel so disconnected with itself. The impact of the story wouldn't From come the story, through. exactly. It's crazy how important art style is to comics. I think it's like the, it's, one of the most important it's things. It's also one of the defining features of the form, yeah. right? That you will also have the graphical depiction of what it is that's going on. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so. so The Dark Knight Returns, it's about him coming back. Um, the coolest part, I don't, should I spoil it? Do you want me to talk about it? Or? We can, yeah, we can do another. It's not a total spoiler. We don't have to talk about the end, the resolution. Yeah. But again, just like we did uh, in the, the underrated movies episode, we talked about Mumford, like the moment that happens. Is, yeah, he, he has this big fight with Superman. Exactly. Because there's kind of this wave of anti-vigilantism in the police department in Gotham City. And so Superman exists in this universe, which he does in most, you know, DC Batman comics, but um, him and Superman fight, and he uh, Batman has some uh, some kryptonite, mm-hmm. so it helps him beat Superman, and he has this epic epic monologue where he's like he's got Superman by the throat, and he's like, "Remember this is like the one time you got beat." Although, if I'm not mistaken, those are two separate fights. Oh, are they? Because they fight each other at least a couple times. Yeah, because- yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is a moment when no, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Batman fights Superman, and he's he's got him, and he does have this epic monologue, and it's great. It's like you know, full page spread of this. You know, uh, it's a great fight. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and it's a moment that's nice because it's a clash of worldviews. Like Batman represents the DIY do-it-yourself ethos of crime fighting, vigilantism. Uh, the you know the police force is failing. The government's not really doing what they are, and Batman sees all this corruption around around town. He's like, I got to come out of retirement and yeah. and and do this. And of course, the government can't have vigilantes taking justice into their own hands. So who do they call? Best friend of the military and the government, Superman. I kind of love that too. Like. Superman is a very interesting character. So I, I, I want to start this by saying that I don't particularly like superheroes. Um, okay. I, I don't particularly like Superman, but I, th- I find him really interesting because he was like the first superhero. And so they were kind of just like, yeah, let's give him every power. He's just got everything. Well, and that's why this is a good, that's the compelling part of this story. And also, by the way, why they made Batman versus Superman, whatever Dawn of Justice or a terrible know. movie. Yeah, it was not not good. <laughs> Martha, <laughs> I don't know if you if you. Have I s- did. I, I saw it, but like I I honestly don't even know if I finished it because so, it's it's long too, right? It's, it's pretty. Three. It's like three hours, hours long. Yeah. So I, I okay. Um, it's it's funny. I th- I feel like I bring up watching movies on planes a lot because I fly. I I've I've traveled a lot, and yeah. um, so I I watch a lot of movies on planes. Um, I watched that on a plane, and then I was like. Wow, that was terrible. And then so I watched, I was like, well, I might as well just watch the Justice League because it can't be worse than that. Oh, I'm sorry, not the Justice League, um, Suicide Squad. Okay, yep. And I was like, oh no, this is way worse. Yeah, well, it's the, so bad. And I, I actually, you know what's funny? I did the exact same thing with Suicide Squad. I watched it on a plane and I, I'm always hesitant to give a full take on a movie because I know that they cut certain things. They edit those movies, right? Like I watched, what did, I watched this other movie uh, this is pointless. It's totally off topic. But anyway, they do. Be- well, okay, they do. They certainly do. Um, I watched Anomalisa on a plane, and there was full puppet uh, sex. But puppets. Yeah, maybe that's it. But I mean, and, I mean, and I'm not saying there's there's you know we're not talking about like watching porn on no, on no. a on an airplane. But what we're talking about is like they do edit it for certain content. Yeah, yeah. And even like language or you know can be edited out. So. Anyways. Yeah, Suicide Squad's a bad movie. I don't care about it. It's not. If it was bad on the plane, it's going to be bad in real life. I, All right. <laughs> I'm not going to give it another chance. How about this by way of kind of wrapping up the, yes, uh, yes. the Dark Knight? Did you like the Dark Knight? Review? Yes, I Are really you, did. Do you plan to finish the series? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's short. It's Yeah, it's four books. Four books, yeah. Uh, four volumes. Um, I, yeah, I definitely plan on finishing it. Uh, the Bat Tank was awesome. Like when the Bat, bat tank, tank rolls up, awesome. you're like, oh, what? Bat Tank is awesome. And then, by the way, if anybody else has not read this yet, you should. And the other thing I'll use to entice you is uh, Batman Rides a Horse. (laughs) Yes, he does ride a (laughs) horse. It's a black stallion. Okay, so this Batman comic has a fight with Superman. Well, okay, hold on. Yes, what I found really cool about it, too, one, Batman is my favorite superhero because he's not a superhero. He's just a rich dude who has gadgets, which is fun for me. But I like that it brings in 
everything from like the OG Batman stuff, right? So you got you got the Joker, you got Two Face, you got it was really cool to see the Green Arrow in there, or is the Green Arrow? Green Lantern? No, 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 not the Green Lantern. Green. It was the Green Arrow, the Arrow. Archer guy. Yeah, Green Arrow. Green Arrow. Uh, Superman's in it, but like that's pretty much it. But like you get these like these are the people that like are like the 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 pillars of of Batman. Mm-hmm. These are the big the big ones. Like uh, everything big about it is is there in this comic, and I think that they did a really good job of wrapping it up. They didn't get bring in. They brought some new villains, but most of them they didn't bring any like really obscure references, which was nice too. Because it's old enough that like they didn't have enough back then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think it really encapsulates the Batman universe perfectly. Yeah, nicely done. And uh, we should also acknowledge that uh, Frank Miller, who wrote this yeah. uh, Batman yeah. run, is like regarded as one of the better. Yeah. You know, uh, he's got really good runs on lots of other comics as well. So mm-hmm. Daredevil, Swamp Thing, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Wait, did he do Swamp Thing? Yes. He, yes. He did do Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, anyways. Fantastic. So you recommended for me Day Tripper. Yes, Day Tripper. Now this is a very different. It's, it's very, a graphic novel. It's very different, and that's what I was just going to say because we will use this to spin off into a conversation about graphic novels versus comics or whatever mm-hmm. you know yeah. that kind of thing. But uh, this is great, and so the way you described it to me is I think is a really nice way to describe it. And so the idea is that um, Day Tripper focuses on an obituary writer. Yeah. Who is telling the story of his life. Yeah. But at the but it's not It's not really told through his eyes though. It's just, It's not. It's not. You just you're watching his life and then at the go ahead. Yeah, so <laughs> anyway, so like at the end of every issue, right, which is compiled in the graphic no, in the novel, uh he dies. And he writes his own obituary. And he writes his own obituary. Yeah, and it's at different stages in his life. You know, there's one yeah. where he's eight, there's one where he's 50, there's and everything in between. In fact, they call it, he does his chapters that way. So he's like chapter 11, and it's when he was 11 years old. Yeah. Chapter 38, when he was 38 years old. Yeah. Um, now, the, the, the really cool thing about this, and the reason that this book was actually a little bit, you know, kind of more special to me, is that my wife is from Brazil. Yep. And so these are two Brazilian authors. And when I look at the artwork and the scenes that they are depicting in this book, it's very much Brazilian. Like I was actually, there are moments that I kind of looked up from the comic. I'm like, hey, amor, you know, like I call my wife, you know, in Portuguese. And uh, I just say like, do you know this? Um, if I said this word to you, do you know what that is? And she's like, yeah, that's the sound that the galinha makes, that the chicken makes. And I was like, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell me that? Tofraco, tofraco. That was like, a, it's like a call that a very specific chicken makes. It's a galinha de, de, galinha de Angola is what it is. And even in there, there's like, he talks about the chasing the Angolas, yeah. you know, like the, the chickens or whatever. So all of that's very good. Um what else do I want to say about it? Because I actually, I have other takes. Well, what I think is, I mean, I, I'm, from when I when I read it, it left a really big impact on me because I think it's not like what you would expect from a comic. There's not a lot of action. I guess like he dies in the end of everyone. So there's kind of like some crazy, like, you know, like he, like he gets shot and I think in one of them, but most of them, he's not getting murdered. Most of them are like accidents, like why he died or like he drowns. So or, just or, different ways of dying. Yeah. And you know? I think what's really interesting though is like, what I kind of took away from it was one. It's a really interesting character study on this guy named um, what's his name? Uh, Bras. Uh, yeah, I forget Bras. what is his last. His full name is. It's Bras. It's yeah. full Brazilian, so it's much longer. Yeah, but um, it's like one. There's there's two things that I took away from it when I finished it, and it's been about a year and a half since I've read it, so I'm a little bit rusty on it. But one, like you can die at any moment in your life for any various reasons. Um, but like you kind of lived this, this journey up to that point. And I think that that's kind of a really sad thing to think about, but also, I don't know, like it, it left a really interesting kind of perspective for me. I, you know what? And here's what's great about this. It's a really good point. And the point is well taken because I think that what is really good about this is that you can take a lot of different types mm-hmm. of meanings away from whatever this is. So why does he die every episode? Yeah. Right. And then if you look at it as a whole, it's like, what is going on here? Like, what? why did I just go through whatever, seven or eight deaths, right? Yeah, that he oh, goes I, think through. It's more, I think it's like 12 or 15. It could be. I, yeah, I forget. Um, but but it's, it's really good. And so early on, I had 
a theory. <laughs> yeah. And in the end, I think it kind of happened a little bit. But one of the things I was thinking is like maybe this whole thing is a commentary on what it's like to have Alzheimer's disease. Wow, I never even thought about that. Because each one of the comics is like an episode of his life. It's a memory. Yeah. And it's full of like sights and sounds and smells. And it's like his first kiss. They're it's, very it's falling rich. in love. Just rich. And it's just, and that's, I think there's a quote like in the back and they say, you know, we wanted to create a feeling rather than necessarily a story. Yeah. Right? And I'm thinking about this and actually Alzheimer's is mentioned more than once in there. And that's why. Do you want me to read it? The thing? Yeah. You, oh yeah, it's real I, quick. I, 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 yeah, sure. Um, so I brought the artifact with me today. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, I lent the book to Ben, so yeah. he gave it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted, we wanted the, that feeling that life ha- was happening right there in front of every one of us, and we were living it, and we did live it. And sometimes we die to prove that we live. Fabio Moon, Sao Paulo, November two thousand ten. Yep, that would be Sao Paulo. Oh, Sao, yeah, Sao Paulo. You're yeah, right. <laughs> sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so I was thinking about like, okay, well, maybe this is an older person or someone that they knew who, who's like recounting his memories. Yeah. But those memories are dying. It. This book is really yeah. real too. I've it's like the great. emotions that it touches on are like mm-hmm. emotions that I've felt, you know, like falling yeah. in love for the first time, heartbreak. And that's what's great about it is that despite the fact that it's set in, you know, Salvador and Brazil, like you can look at that and you're like, I remember the first time I, my first kiss. I remember meeting someone and, and falling in love. I remember being with my family on a family vacation. Arguing or, with a significant other. Arguing yeah. with or, people. Yeah. Like the one where he's like, I think he's like eight or nine and he's like just playing with his friends in the farm on at the his farm. grandparents' house. Like that, it's really yeah, sweet. That's what they would call a situ. Yeah. Right? So they, they go to the, you know, the situ, which is out in the country and then you chase chickens around or whatever. I'm, I'm 22. Almost 23. Okay. Um, and like most of this book takes place after his 20s. Or like I would say about half of it. Yeah, it's about, yeah, probably. The parts that take place after his 20s, I still relate to. Yeah. I still feel like even the ones where he's an old man, I'm like, I don't know why. I, there's no reason that I should have any, you know. But they did a really good job because I, the, uh, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba are, they're brothers. They're twins. Twins, twin brothers. Yeah. Um, and they're not that old. They're, and they're like, I think... They wrote this in 2010, and I think I looked them up just because I was so curious about yeah. them. They they were like they're like 25, they're yeah. not that old. Yeah. And but somehow they evoked emotion that like I related to, even though like the character is older in some parts of the book. And I've had my dad read this book, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I relate to every part of this." Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Really great. And so I think that's one of the 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 strengths not only of Day Tripper itself, but I think to maybe spin off a little bit, that's one of the, the the really great things about the graphic novel form. Yeah, it's it's a too. very visual medium. Very visual. Obviously. And you but you can also tell these store like stories in a different way that you can show subtleties without writing. And I think yes. that the human brain fills in the gaps more creatively than you ever could as a writer. And that's the classic, you know, like Scott McCloud who writes uh, understanding comics and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Will Eisner also has like one yeah. on, on yeah. Uh, understanding comics or comics in sequential art, something like that. And the, well, and the reason but, I think is because when you're filling in those gaps, it, you you fill them in in the way that you would, and yeah. it, so it's way more significant to you as an individual. Because right. like even if you fill it in for someone else, it, you know it's the, it's your voice. But if you do it yourself, it's your own voice, and so you you obviously relate to yourself the the most. <laughs> and, and even doing so without, like you said, like without words. Yeah. So for example, I had actually had a I had a pretty good night last night because I finished this. I was about halfway done, so I read about I don't know what a hundred some pages of that. Yeah, and it's, I was, it's a quick read. I was yeah, but I was so motivated that I continued reading. So like I went straight from that. Back to um, uh, the Dispossessed by mm. Ursula K. Le Guin. So I read another chapter in that. Yeah. So I Which read. Which, if you a... listen to our bonus content on Patreon, you'll find out more about. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I read that, and I was thinking, like, I was, I was, you know, I was just, I don't know for what reason, but I think I was just reading much more visually when I went back to the novel. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, because I was just trying to evoke those images in my mind a little bit more. Now, granted, that happens kind of all the time when you read, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of the point. But 
having just read a graphic novel, I was automatically trying to like fill in, you know, pay attention to those details, like paint the scene. Whereas sometimes, you know, when you're reading, you're like, all right, sure, there this and the wind is doing this or whatever and sand is blowing across the whatever. Okay, great. Got it. And then you try to get to the next thing. But I was just like taking more time, I yeah. think, with it. And it yeah. was it was good. It was a cool and interesting experience because I don't know that I'd done it uh, if I've gone between forms like that um, back to back, like in the same night. Yeah. I don't know if I ever have either. That's a really interesting point, too, to make. Um, mm. I really like graphic novels and comic books because I think we've brought this up before, but I read really slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fast reader. Um, that's why, also why I like short stories. Um, yeah. And I just, it takes me forever to get through a book, but graphic novels I can, you know, eat through in like two or three days if I want. Um, just because they, it's, it is a little bit faster for me to read them. Um, and I, I always, I don't know about you, but I always, like there's sometimes when you're, when I'm reading a book or maybe, let me ask you the form of a question instead of just saying like, here's what I do, blah, blah, blah. When you read graphic novels um, versus when you read a book, right? Just like a, a, you know, some sort of literature, not even literature, but, you know, fiction or whatever. Okay, yeah. That there are times in the book, most likely, that it feels a little bit like a slog. Like you're trying to get yes. through it. Whereas with a graphic novel, I never really quite feel that way. Yeah. Unless it's like really wordy. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, which, interestingly enough, you're going to bring up later, but I, I don't mind yeah. bringing it up now, is The Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. I Great. mean, it's I've never finished it. Well, I've, I've I've started the Watchmen like eight times. Sure. And I never I get like f- five six chapters in, and I, I it's because at the end of every chapter there's this like crazy long just wall of text that's like yeah, a like newspaper clipping. the newspaper clipping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm always like I don't want to read this part. <laughs> yeah. Now I mean this may be sacrilegious per- to some to say, but I think that you could probably you could. Uh, I, I don't know. Them. It's been a while, but I think them. you can probably skim those and still get Watchmen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I it's I think it's just it's so long, and I also I'm just like I'm busy. <laughs> well, uh, actually, uh, let me take that back a little bit because there was another graphic novel that I it was on my shelf. Like I bought it, I tried to read it, and I couldn't read it. And then I finally went back to it, and I got it a little bit more. But it's because it's this really complex. More like avant-garde. What sort is it? Of. It's called The Adventures of Arthur Arkwright. Okay. The art in that graphic novel is amazing. Yeah. But it's this, like, what is it? It's like it takes place across time. Okay. And it's, so like, he'll show up, you know, he's like with, um, you know, he's like in England, uh, with Oliver Cromwell in oh, wow. the 19, you know, and then and then he, and then he's like in the future in space, and then he's like meditating on this astral plane, and it just <laughs> it goes back and forth, and it's like Arthur Arkwright is this, um, I think that's what he is. He's sort of like a chrono, you know, he's just like exists across space and time, yeah, like like the doc, like doctor from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, I, yeah, actually, that's not bad. That's not really. I mean, it's not, you know, I. I'm shocked that I didn't think of that parallel, but <laughs> okay. it's something like that. It's I'm, not, and he just sort of shows up, but he, anyways, I don't need to explain Arthur Arkwright to you, but, <laughs> but check it out. It's like the, the penciling, the, the art is amazing. Okay. Um, but anyways, the, the point was, it was just a little bit too advanced for my high school mind. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit that I was not ready to leap into quantum physics and, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I had just read Brief History of Time, and I, that just blew my mind. Okay. As we've talked about, I believe, on this podcast before. Yeah. Um, I wasn't quite ready for someone that could do that, and then plus add in this kind of spiritual dimension of <laughs> whatever meditation, transcendental meditation. Yeah. So, anyway, so that felt like a slog at times. That's the point. Well, okay. I, I, I feel like I made this statement a minute ago, and I feel like it's not necessarily fair Um Graphic novels and comics that have walls of text and are really wordy are definitely worth reading. And they're definitely good. And they definitely have a yes. point to make. For me personally, it's a little bit difficult because, again, I am a slow reader. Sure. But I, I, I don't stray away from them. I try not to, actually, because I think it's good for me to read more so that I can... <laughs> it's always good. And, and actually, so I guess my original point in asking that is because... Um, so, you know, working as a professor, obviously the biggest part of my job, you know, no offense to the students, but the biggest part of my job is doing research and yeah. reading and keeping up with, you know, the theories of the field and all that stuff. Yeah. So when I get a chance to read, now I generally try to have something in my back pocket, you know, figuratively speaking, yeah. for reading at night, for leisure, yeah. right? 
Uh, and I've tried to make a choice, uh, a, a point of reading more or kind of consistently for leisure instead okay. of for work. But m- I would say a lot of the times, especially over the summer, I'll say, all right, I need a graphic novel to read. Yeah. Or I want I want to read a graphic novel because it's just more enjoyable. I can just relax and it's, enjoy it's the much, artwork. Yeah, and, it is. It's a much more relaxing experience, I would, yeah. I would say. Even the really intense ones. And I would say... Not even, and this is not to say it's less meaningful. And I think a lot of listeners would agree with that. Yeah. Like if you read graphic novels, you you kind of take out of it, you could still take rich kind of deep meanings out of this thing, like Day Tripper, for example. Oh right? yeah, for sure. Really great. A really and it, deep, and deep and it, book. It made me think a lot. And it means something to you. Yeah. On the other hand, you were talking about earlier, you were talking about kind of cartoony, uh, you know, styles or like the whatever, like more childish, I guess, or yeah. whatever also still really enjoyable because yeah. for example i finally read this last summer i had returned from london and i was like i don't feel it was great i mean that was a great trip <laughs> but i didn't feel like i had really a break over the summer like it was a pretty intense summer of yeah, writing and, and research stuff. and you know giving public talks and stuff so when i got back to reno i said all right i have 2 weeks before the school before i have to start teaching again yeah and so i'm like i'm going to read bone Oh, I've never read it. The entire collection. Wow. So I read the the single version. It's like thirteen hundred pages. Yeah, it's or, huge. But it was. I just. Is like, it good? I loved it. I've been it wanting so to read good. it forever. It was, it's it's it is really good. Um, and one of the things I was trying to Isn't figure it, it's out. It's written for children. Well, but here's the thing, it's it's a banned book. It's one of those books that has been banned, right? Is it really? And I'm like, why? And even when I read it, I can't quite figure out why. Because it's a graphic novel, and people that people that think that they take literature seriously generally don't give graphic novels or comics the time of day. At least that's like historically how it's been. I think recently in contemporary times, that's changed a lot. Yeah, I think I think, and that's probably it. It's probably like this is for kids, and then people read it, and it's like, wait. What is this alternative explanation for how the world works? I really want to read it now. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I've, I've been wanting to read it for years. What do you mean dragons like run the world? That's not the way it works, right? <laughs> what do you mean? And then there's there's a little bit of violence. And someone tried to challenge me on this because I was bringing this argument up. They're like, oh, but it's pretty violent. There's some, But it's like, it's kind of cartoony it's violence. Like punching. You know, well, no, someone's arm get rips, gets ripped off. But, mm. but that's not. I mean, compared but, to Harry Potter. That's what I mean. Well, Harry Potter's banned too, I guess. But Harry Potter's also been. <laughs> and that's what it is because Harry Potter, you know, it's like witchcraft. And that's probably the same reason that Bone was challenged. I remember my elementary school librarian like fought parents tooth and nail until like she finally gave in to like let us read Harry Potter because she was good. She was like, no, these children can't read black magic. It's going to corrupt them. <laughs> oh, that's what the librarian said? Yeah. At my elementary school, yeah. Ah, oh, come on. Librarians are supposed to be the other way. Yeah. You, know, you should have access to stuff. But uh, she was, she was, she was older. Hey, you know what's funny? We've gotten this far and haven't even talked about superheroes. Aside from the fact you said I don't like superheroes, um, I don't know if we want to because I have. Okay, so this is funny. I All was right. like trying to remember every comic that I've written, read, and it's like not a very my. Big li- li- let me just explain this for the listeners. I'm looking across at Joey's notepad, and there's like, I don't know, what is that? Ten bullet points. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, okay. sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I under I undersold it by half. By half. Um, I mean, I have read more than this, but like these are the ones that like have left an impact on me. And every like mm-hmm. second, mm-hmm. I like think think of a new one. But um, I would like to talk about them. But let's talk about superheroes. Wait, before we do that, though. Okay. Graphic novels versus comics. Yeah. I don't think it needs to be explained that much, but I just think a graphic novel is kind of, it's a novel. It's literally a novel that is meant to be consumed in its entirety in one, like, go. You don't have to wait every week for a serialized story. It's one contained story told over the course of, you know, two to 700 pages or whatever, however long it is, and it has pictures in it. Sure. Comics, I think, are a little bit more serialized and, you know, are meant to be read like read like once a week. You finish the 20 to 50 pages or whatever it is, and then you put it down and wait for next week or, or next month or next year or whatever. True. Um, true. Then uh, there uh, are like trade paperbacks that collect a full story arc into a... Yeah. Like, and you know. and, and I'm, I'm, I think a lot of comics these days benefit from the volume, quote unquote, um, like format, which is like, you know, 10 yeah. or 10 or 15 issues are put into a volume and then... There's usually like five volumes, and then all, and then when they finish that story, you know, all volumes are put into like one big thing. The omnibus, the compendium, you know, compendium or omnibus, you know. Whatever. When I when I read um, The Walking Dead, oh yeah, I read yeah. the 
compendium. And there's like three compendiums now because there's like 20 volumes, which means there's like, oh, there's more than that. There's like 50 volumes, which means there's like 500 issues. Let me ask you something. You watch uh, the, the show? The I did Dead? watch the show. The first two seasons, I think, are fantastic. Then the show goes to complete and utter just terribleness. So here, so because people love gore and violence, and they just ramped that up, which is like what the comic is not about. Okay, that's interesting. Because here's the thing: uh, I've not read, nor have I really watched any of The Walking Dead, because it's another one of those things that's going to require a commitment. But I also think if you, I was going to do it, I would probably go the graphic novel route. I read the whole compendium. Okay. And then I watched the show. Yeah. The fir- watch the first season. It's fantastic. I think the first yeah. season is like one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Second did- season is good. Most people don't like the second season because it's slow. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Third season goes off the rails and gets bad. And then okay. now it's not good at all, I don't think. I-, I think a lot of people will disagree with me on that. I think a lot of people will say up until like season four or five, it like holds their attention. Yeah. Okay. But it just becomes the point of the show now is like how gory and how like shocking can we be? Okay. Interesting. And I don't oh. and the point of Walking Dead The Walking Dead in my opinion. And maybe they've come back around. I just I haven't given it a second shot because after the third season I kinda gave up. But um the comic's good. The comic is very good. Although the comic I will say the comic e- even starts to get a little bit like ridiculous. All right. Well because it, it, it does. Maybe, maybe I'll to... give a uh, you know, maybe because that's the other thing. I I'd love to just find, you know, see what the library has to see if I can get like a compendium yeah. or something. I think the first compendium of The Walking Dead is like twelve hundred pages. <laughs> That's fine. Like, so, like, I, I'll pa- do that. By page know? like 900, I was like, oh, this is getting a little bit. Like they like started running. I could tell they sure. started running out of stuff to write. And they're just like, let's go crazy. <laughs> well, how about this? So you did you have something else you were going to say too? Or? Well, my second thing now is let's talk about superheroes for a second. Yeah. And here's what I was going to ask you. Like what superhero stuff have you read? Or um, so what, were you, I, what were you into? Or uh, so you I have read a lot of like weird Batman stuff. Because that was it's free on the internet, and when I was a kid, that's what I found. Um, okay. Batman, I don't remember what it's called. Batman, like Code Zero, or Batman, like temp, like Temperature Zero, Fahrenheit Zero, maybe. Okay. It's about like Batman, like in the future, and like the world is like frozen over. Okay. And I don't really remember it that well, but I remember I loved it when I was like like little, like nine. So how did you get into comics? Um, so <laughs> you remember? Like, did yeah, you seek them yeah. out on your own, or did somebody be like, "Hey, okay, you should check so, this like, out"? Okay, so like as a kid, like I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to sound, maybe I'll kind of sound like a jackass for this, but uh, I think I was like right before being quote unquote nerdy was cool, but I liked being a nerd. And like, I knew that like part of being a nerd was like comic books because I loved Star Wars from the time I was like four. Sure. And like, so then like that kind of got me into like this nerd dumb. And then I, I, you know, I got into D &D, and D and, and, and so comic books are kind of this like, part that I hadn't really explored too much but when I was a kid I was like oh that's like a nerdy thing to do and like I want to be a nerd because I think that's cool so you were trying to build like cultural capital yeah I was you're like all right if I want to be a nerd I got to read comics but so the first comics I got were from Borders rest in peace (laughs) oh Borders yeah Yeah, we used to have a big Borders by Um, our place too yeah yeah and uh my mom would take me because she she's my mom's a librarian. You didn't go to a local comic shop. You don't no, because my mom would take me because I was eleven, and she's like, "I'm not taking you to a comic shop. I don't want to be around these <laughs> those these, kids, these guys." Yeah, body, um, body like body odor and rolling yeah, dice. Exactly. Yeah. So my my mom would take me to Borders, and she would set me in the comic book section, and I would read, and she would go look at you know books for her library or whatever. Okay. Um, and so. One of the first comics I got was a Star Wars comic that was like a one-off of like a couple different stories. Um, I don't actually remember it that well, but what I, but the other one I got was, this is <laughs> I'm like laughing a little bit. Uh, is Sonic the com- like Sonic the Hedgehog? Sonic the Hedgehog, nice. He's kind of a joke. Like the I, so- I mean, yeah. <laughs> like like the Sonic the Hedgehog comics and the TV shows are like a joke. They're like people on the internet make fun of them. My friends make fun of them. I make fun of them now. Cause it is really, cause there's a lot of fan fiction around Sonic the Hedgehog for whatever reason. And sure. it's, if if you if you ever want to do something really funny, just put your name and then the Hedgehog, and then go to Google Image Search, and okay. you'll find a really cringy picture that a 12 year old drew that like has like way too much description and is it, it, they're great though. Okay. Um. But anyway, so I I read a lot of Sonic when I was younger, like huh. you know, 10 or 11. Um. And then I didn't really get into it again until high school, and then I started reading a lot of comics. So, like, what was the first, was there, like, a series of comics or, like, a certain thing that you were like, I'm actually enjoying this, I'm getting into this storyline? I don't remember, like, the, the, like, the, it was the Sonic, the Hedgehog comics. I don't remember which 
like you know sub comic it was or whatever but okay. I, just, I, I loved them I thought they were super cool um i kind of liked these weird characters and stuff um so that was that was what i got read a lot and then i got into web comics a lot when i was in high school which we can talk about okay um, do you want to talk about superheroes or uh, well let me just give you because i was also just trying to remember what i did for my first comic and i remember being with my family on a road trip and we stopped into like a gas station and the gas stations used to have like comics, like mm-hmm. just on these like, uh, you know, the tall racks, yeah. the spinning racks That's or whatever. That's what they were in Borders too. <laughs> yeah. And so I remember just like looking, I'm like, this looks cool. And so I bought a Silver Surfer comic and I nice. still have it. And it is, you know, it was like a dollar seventy five or whatever. And it was Silver Surfer. And on the cover was Thanos. You know who Thanos is? Oh, I know who you Thanos is. You probably should. Unfortunately, you probably should know who Thanos <laughs> is because his big story arc is coming up yeah, in the, a movie in uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. I'm not looking forward to it. But so, uh, he, side note: I hate Marvel movies. Uh, hot take. We're right. done. It's it's personal. <laughs> okay, so I bought Silver Surfer because I was like, this guy's silver and he's surfing in space. It, this is awesome. Yeah, that right? was that was cool. Yeah. Uh, they made a Silver Surfer movie, I'm pretty sure. They did. It was really bad. And I haven't seen it because it's, it just looked horrible. Yeah. It's so bad. It looks really bad. Uh, so anyways, I bought that. And then what I what really got me into comics was, you know, this was like in the early 90s. And what was beginning to get huge, as I've mentioned before, was like the just outright commercialism of it all. Yeah. So I had uh, the collectible cards. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Marvel Comics cards yeah. and DC Comics cards. I still have these. Those are worth some money. They are not. What? Because I've tried to sell them. So if anybody out there is looking for some Series 2 Marvel cards, I have an entire full set. There's no way those aren't worth some money. No, they're not. Really? That's surprising I've to me. been looking. I, listen, my Magic the Gathering cards, those are worth bank. And I sold some of those. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but I still Do got more. the Black Lotus? Still got... Uh, no, I did not have the Black Lotus. But here, funny story about the Black Lotus. This is totally tangential. I remember going to the comic shop and seeing the Black Lotus... Alpha Edition, like the card, and it was like for $400. For those of you who don't know, Magic the Gathering is a card game like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, and that the Black Lotus is like a really expensive card. <laughs> it's the card. It's the card. And here's the story about how valuable these cards are. And I'm like, $400? No way. Are you kidding me? And now it's like- What idiot would pay $400 for a single Magic the Gathering card? What is that card worth today, Joey? Like $12,000? More. $20,000. More. No way. How much is it? It's The last I checked, it's $27,000. Yeah. Those, there's like there's like 10 of them, right? There's, there's, maybe there's a lot. Of, there's a few of them. Anyways. So uh, anyways, that kind of card collecting got me into a lot of other comics. So like I would read because all the comics had like, you know, the stories of the characters and it, yeah. it like ranked them in intelligence and strength and all <laughs> yeah, that other stuff. I loved that kind of stuff. That's and it like... was it was great. And it was a great way for me to learn a lot about a lot of different characters. And then I just kind of chose characters that I liked and I would go check out their comics. So the two superhero comics that I've read like extensively and, and generally enjoyed um, were recommended to me by my friend David. David, if you're listening, uh, shout out to you. How's New York? <laughs> um, but were uh, Deadpool. Oh, yeah. And Moon Knight. Okay. Um. I love Moon Knight because, well, when you and I have had a discussion about this, we have, a we have different memories of Moon Knight. Yeah. I read him and it was just like, this is just a crazy person and he's hilarious. And I don't remember that. <laughs> I just remember Moon Knight being cool and kind of cool. like badass. He is like, cool, but I, he's just like a nutcase. Yeah. See, I don't, I didn't remember that about Moon Knight. Now, granted, I I didn't read an extensive run of Moon Knight. I but... just read the first run, like the, the more, the contemporary run of him that's been like, I think it was in like the 2000s. Okay. Um, and I really enjoy him. Um, just because he's he's basically Batman, but he wears all white, and he wears all white because he's. I remember like this was a, a panel. Was he's like, like why do you wear all white? And he's like, so you can see me coming. And then like this guy <laughs> shoots at him, and he's like, why can't I hit you? And he's like, because I'm invincible or something. Or he's like, uh, because I'm not real. And then just beats the crap out of this guy. And you're like, this guy's just insane. Like he's just a nutcase, and he's really funny. Um, but he's funny in a different way than Deadpool. Uh, and I think Deadpool has kind of become a little played out, honestly, after the movies. But um. I read of him when, before the movies were announced in like my freshman, you know, because I'm a hipster, <laughs> um, um, in my my freshman year of high school, uh, because my friend David recommended him, recommended him, and he's good too. Um, I enjoyed Deadpool, but I, I kind of got a little bit burnt out on him too. Um, but yeah, okay, that's uh, superheroes for me. I feel like America specifically has this weird obsession with superheroes because we all feel inadequate, and I don't 
like it. I don't. I, I, that's just that's my own that's my own take on that. But uh, uh, that's I don't pretty, know. That's a that's a that's a hot take. That is a hot take. That's a hot take. I, yeah, I don't know. Superheroes aren't my thing. They just never grabbed me. I like real things. I like things that are grounded. I mean, if you listen to our episode on uh, the Oscars, you'll really find why I uh, have problems with things that aren't grounded. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, that being said, a lot of the things that I've read are not that grounded. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. I have I I don't know. I'm weird. All right. Well, you mentioned web comics. Yeah. Before, so what? When did you get in web comics? Like what? Like I guess, you know, expanding on my previous point, what were stuff that you really got into? So you said Sonic. Okay, then you got into Moon Knight. But like, what? What was happening on web comics? Why did you seek those out? What, um, did, you, what did you read? My friend Zach uh, was really into web comics. Another shout out to a friend. Right. Um, and just handing out shout outs. I know. Hey, you gotta shout out some people. Thanks, Dirch. Thanks, <laughs> That's Dirch. a shout out. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, uh, uh, so my friend Zach was into them. And so we would, we used to play video games at night in high school, I think sophomore year of high school. Um, and then after we finished playing video games, we would always kind of just like all hang out on Skype and like chat. And he and um, we'd be like, oh, you should like read this. And so he'd send it to me. And I'd be like, oh, I, I'm re- really enjoying these web comics, actually. Um, so um, Paranatural was one that he recommended to me that I really like. It's about these kids who like, it's kind of like Harry Potter, I guess, but instead of magic, they see ghosts and like they can interact with this ghost world, but like, and the ghosts can kind of interact with the real world, but it's like very limited. And so a lot of times when the kids are interacting with the ghosts and they're like at school, not every kid like has the gift or, or whatever it's called to like see these ghosts. And so they're kind of just like swatting at the air and all the kids are like, what are these weirdos doing? Hmm. Um, but the best part about Paranatural is the illustrations are so funny. Okay. It's, like I've never like I'll be, I was, I've never just been laughing out loud like gut busting laughing it's it's just hilarious because these kids are supposed to be in middle school but they have like really adult personalities which is very wes anderson like i find okay they're kind of it it, it kind of has this like wes anderson vibe to it not visually but like just attitude wise and so i just i find it so funny it's so good you can find it online for free paranatural um i think it's on chapter like five right now um, but each chapter is like three, four hundred pages, so it's more of like a volume five. Um, it's 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 if you just want to laugh, it's a it's a good read. Um, right. I think you mentioned that to me before too, so I'll you should read it. I'll check it out. You really should. I'll um, check it out. But although the other ahead. thing, the other thing that I I can't, well, it's it's not that I can't, but I really don't. I prefer not to read on computers. I I totally understand. <laughs> I know? think you can actually buy it. Yeah. I think so like, like if I could find a paper copy and yeah, it's, I know that I think you, you know, can whatever bad for the trees and all that but mm-hmm. I like I just you know I spend enough of my day looking at a computer screen so oh no I, I understand I mean, me too um, but the, the tortured thing with webcomics is that almost none of them ever finish they kind of just like fizzle out sure because like the sure. person releases one panel a week or whatever I think Paranatural releases two panels a week um, but yeah it's 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 great and I just like every week I'm like oh just one panel I only, or I only get two panels a week it's, it's rough yeah but um the other webcomic that I want to talk about, because I think it's probably, if it, it's probably number two to Day Tripper for like just enjoyment, okay. is called He is a Good Boy. Sounds good. Is it about a dog? No, it's about <laughs> an acorn. An acorn, nice. All <laughs> it's right. about an acorn who is an alcoholic. Okay, and I like, like it. And just has a lot of drug problems, and he's just, almost the entire thing, I mean like the very, like like the third or fourth panel, like his his mother is a tree. Right, so like he sure. and he lives inside his like mom, like his apartment, and she gets cut down and murdered. <laughs> okay. And he just has to, and then like as if he becomes a drunkard, uh, and like most of it is just like him at a bar, <laughs> like acorns, dealing with it, just hanging out. And he's just and like all of the people around him are bugs. It's like this bug world. Kind of like Hollow Knight. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, very similar to Hollow Knight. And he's like this like sentient acorn. And everyone else is bugs. But like it's not. And that has I don't. I don't really understand the artistic reason behind that. But like there is actually a point. Like later on, spoilers um, is like he meets the he goes to like the human world, like he and he goes to a bar in the human world, and he meets the lumberjack that cut down his mom. Um, Intense. And like they, they get drunk together and like talk about it, and like the whole thing is like just this like binger that he goes on, but it's it really hits on like some really dark dark things in like the human psyche, but like it hits on them really well. Like the writer of this is like he he did a really good job. In the, um, in the human psyche or in the acorn exactly, psyche? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. So uh, another really good one. Yeah, what uh, what other ones have you read that you would like to talk about? I don't know. I mean, I, I actually, uh, like I said, I, I was, 
like it's my comics career kind of started off with uh, Silver Surfer and then went through a lot of iterations and just kind of like sampling lots of different superheroes and yeah. that kind of stuff. And then when I re-picked up or like when I kind of got back into comics again, I started going to like the Wizard World convention. And, oh, man. You know, like I went to comic, comic cons I've with, with friends. Um, <laughs> I'm not that much of a nerd, man. And it was <laughs> it was really fun. I mean, it was a great it was okay. a great time, you know, to like hear from writers and stuff. And at that point, I was just looking for either stuff that was like critically acclaimed or stuff that you know people were talking about that uh, I've never read. Um, so I started getting into that. And then the the current stuff I think that was starting at that time were like these little series. Uh, one was called Rising Stars. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's actually it was great, but like the story now seems really familiar because. I feel like that was um, what's the name of the television show Heroes? Oh yeah. So the idea is that there was like this comet that passed Earth, and they figured out that like there were all of these pregnancies that occurred huh. at that moment, and then the children who were born all had different powers, or maybe okay. it was called powers, not oh, heroes, okay. but powers, something like that. Okay. And uh, then like some of them started dying or disappearing. Oh, interesting. But what ended up happening is that they're trying to figure out, it's kind of like a mystery of like who's killing the kids because oh, every yeah. time one dies, the other remaining kids get stronger. <laughs> so like one of the kids is probably doing it so he gets that's what stronger. They're, that's what they're trying to figure out and so it kind of breaks out into factions. Oh, that's cool. And like, that's it's really a cool. really cool story. It's like, okay, well maybe some of them have done this and they don't really know what their powers are. It's kind yeah. of like classic stuff, but really cool, really cool series. That's cool. The other thing I was looking for, which I, I was on for a little bit, was this, I wanted something cartoony yeah. Uh, like at least an animation style and but I wanted like classic kind of like crime you know oh, crime yeah. caper like de- detective stuff so I really got into Powers uh, which is also written by Brian Michael Bendis okay. for a while it's cool just like funny and enjoyable comic to read cool um, some other recommendations I just have like three more just that I kind of wanted it. to like get just out ramble um, them off East of West East of West East okay. of West is great it's still going on it's about um, during the Civil War a comic comet hits the United States uh, and so instead of the Civil War resolving, it breaks up into seven different nations, and then like it jumps like three thousand years in the future, and China has collided with the U.S. And so it's like these seven nations of like there's like the nations of the Native Americans, there's the North, there's the South, there's the nation of New Orleans. Um, so it plays on all these like cultural things, and then uh, with all of that going on, the four horsemen of the apocalypse show up, and it's following it's following war. Why not? Or no, not war. Bring it's me. following. I don't remember which one it's following. Death. Oh, like one of the... It's following one of them. He's the main the character. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's kind of really convoluted and out there, but it's, it's a fun it's a fun read. Um, you know Discworld by Terry Pratchett? Like, it's a really popular For, fantasy yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, he did a comic version of it. Like, it's kind of a bunch of short stories and comics. Okay. Following, um, oh, shoot, the wizard character and all of his books that I can't remember the name of right now. Hmm. Anyway, uh, it's really it's older. Um, he died before he actually finished it, so his son finished it for him. Hmm. Um, it's really funny. Nice. It's just really, really funny. And it's just, like, it's kind of joking about, like, all of these, these like, uh, these fantasy novel tropes, but in comic book form. Um, and then the last one is Low. Uh, and it's about people living under the sea, and it's really dark. It's okay. just about like it's like imagine if the Gungan City, like it was a comic about Gungan City, uh, and it, but it just got really, really dark, and it's like about pirates, and everyone's running out of air all the time, and there's lots of crime and uh, a lot of slavery. So it's very, very sounds very, pleasant. It's not. It's it, also the art style is like really, no, that was that was sarcasm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know what that was. <laughs> um, the, also, the art style is really jarring. Okay. Low. It's really hard to look at. Like, it's not actually enjoyable, hmm. but it's important. Well, and speaking of that, uh, one of the other things that I really got into was like Alan Moore stuff. So, oh, not yeah. just Watchmen, but like, you know, V for Vendetta and everything else mm-hmm. got traded in. This is another story I wanted to touch on too, but like, Alan Moore never wanted his comics to be turned into movies. Oh, yeah. So much so that he offered a 10 hour deposition via video. Uh, in a court case to stop him, to stop the companies from making movies of his comics. Wow. Uh, yeah, he described himself as like, you know, uh, worshiping a Roman snake god. And, you know, he's, he's wow. a very eccentric <laughs> character, Alan Moore. Yeah. But um, one of the ones I just went back and, and read for the first time was another one that was on my shelf and I just never got through it was From Hell. Okay. Which is about Jack the Ripper, basically. Oh, yeah. But he introduces like- Oh, Preacher is good too. All <laughs> these, yeah. He introduces like all these- um, all the conspiracy theories about who Jack the Ripper oh, is, and he kind of like offers that. his own thing. I like that a lot. It's kind of crazy. So I read that before I went to London, of course. Um, so I think right before we go to emergent culture, yeah. which we'll go to in a second, um, 
I just wanted to say we never touched on one-off comics like Calvin and Hobbes and the Peanuts. Boom, Calvin and Hobbes. Actually, Calvin and Hobbes best forget, comics ever made. Forget that because Calvin and Hobbes was the first. That was like my introduction to mm-hmm. comics. You know what mine was? Spy versus Spy. Oh yeah. And then yeah. Calvin and Hobbes, and or yeah. probably Peanuts, Spy versus Spy, Calvin and Hobbes. I forgot about those because they're not continuous stories. They're just characters, and you right. get like literally one panel. But they're you, fantastic. But those collected like versions of Calvin and Hobbes. I have I remember, all of them. Yeah, me too. Actually, I have. Well, I don't have all of them anymore, but I had a lot of them because, like, when we were in grade school, we would have like book orders. Yeah, Did yeah. You have these. That's, like, that's, what, that's where I got mine. Fill in your Scholastic book order, and I was always ordering Calvin and Hobbes. So um, cool. The modern, modern, contemporary Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. Poorly drawn lines. They're like right. usually four or five like panels. Um, they're great. Uh, they're super funny. Check him out, guys. Poorly drawn lines. He's fantastic. He's my favorite, uh, like modern, like one-off comic guy. Um, all right, we're gonna go to residual, or uh, not residual, uh, emergent, emergent culture. culture, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are back. And, emergent culture. Yeah, and we looked at uh, Vader. It's, Vader, yeah. Yeah, it's the new, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. You guys know Star Wars, so. Disney is has bought Star Wars, and so they're kind of reworking the canon a bit. Um, and so we kind of just looked at the, the cover of Vader, where he's just hanging out with his lightsaber. And do you think that this is going to be? I mean, I would imagine that this will be translated into a movie, in just the same way that like Solo. Mm, or do you know. think so? I don't think it will. Well, I, I you think, don't think? I bet we'll get a Vader story. I think it's supposed to fill in the gaps, like between between um, Episode Three. three. Or, yeah. I, well, no, I, I don't know actually. It just had Vader, so obviously it's kind of like his. His journey through the dark side. Sure. Um, we will get to Star Wars at some point. I'm sure we will. We're, well, we'll get to it when the solo movie comes out next month. Yeah, let's um, do it. So yeah, Vader looks cool. I, I mean, it's hard to like rev- like talk about like there's no trailer for comics, so we just yeah. kind of looked at the cover of it. And we're like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, next week. Next week we are actually going to be talking about uh, short stories and literature. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So, I know we're doing two written mediums in a row here well and the reason that we wanted to do that is because we, we're going to offer a recommendation to each other but i'm like i can't recommend a full book to joey like we talked about the book load anyways so we're going to just recommend short stories to one another and then i thought we'd have a special guest come in to talk about uh the form you know the form of writing kind of creative writing in general and uh we're actually going to workshop some ideas next week yeah I'm because excited i've about never it. sat through like a story workshopping session so yeah. it'll be fun yeah that'll be cool so yeah, we're gonna. Um, do you want my recommendation for a short story? Uh, yeah. Why don't you give me well, the recommendation? Uh, give me yours first. All right. I'm gonna recommend a short story called "The Bet." All right. By Anton Chekhov. And my recommendation for you is uh, my favorite author of all time is H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, "Color Out of Space." All right. Sounds good. So we will do that next week. Uh, this has been Residual Culture. You guys, as always, you can reach us on uh, Gmail at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, you can find, you know, just look for Residual Culture. You'll find us. Yep. Uh, you can uh, also support us on Patreon as yeah. well, Residual Culture Podcast. Get access to all sorts of exclusive content. Our music today was Finder by People With Bodies. I'm Ben Birkenbein. I am Joey Lovato. This has been Residual Culture. Get into it. Get into it.